Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Be sure not to miss the following posts from our Warren Radio episodes on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Christian Wisdom, Fear of the Lord. Seduction is Supernatural Art Form, Absolute Deception. Prophetic Battle, Awakening to Truth. Antichrist America, the Pseudo-Replacement. And you don't want to miss the latest WIBR Warren Radio shows on warren-usa.com. Keeping the Watch, Fighting God, The Kingdom War, Part 9. Counsel and Judgment, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 70, on Battle Lines. And be sure to check out all our episodes of this long-running series. And don't miss our latest Warren Radio episodes from the week of May 17th to May 19th. You can listen to them at warren-usa.com. Our Wednesday show, Fullness of Times, Gospel Advocacy, Politics, Christianity's Cost at Warren Radio. Thursday, Abundant Pardon, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 174 on Battle Lines. Renewed in the Spirit, Revelation, Throne of Iniquity, Part 14 on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Dark forces are plotting to bring the country into the globalist new order. And hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. You can get your copy of the rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. You can get the rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio (coughs) Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. It's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's always good to be here. Yes, it is. 
And you know, while we in America as believers see America change, and we face issues here, and uh, we have Christians worldwide that are facing real tough times. For the most part in America, we've lived with a good judicial system. It hasn't been until the liberalism and the wokeism all came in that things suddenly changed in this country. Now I bring this up because overseas we have been reported on how believers face injustice. And you know, Tower, that, that is, you know, when we cover these things, these are just blatant violations of justice. They are. They are. And it's tragic. And it's just... uh, one of the humanitarian or the Christian organizations that we recommend is International Christian Concern at persecution.org. And I regularly get little thank yous and things because they're one of the ones that we do send support to on a regular basis. We have a number of these organizations. We can't do them all. And this particular story and it's not very long that Tower's going to read is about a man and his mother and it illustrates how justice for Christians overseas is found okay Tower dear Dana we recently connected with Yosef a believer in the Middle East who was framed for a crime he didn't commit. When Yosef, Yusuf for, refused his uncle's efforts to convert him to Islam, the uncle planted drugs in Yosef's clothing business and reported him to the police. As a result, Yosef was sentenced to three years in prison, causing untold grief and financial hardship for his family. Through your, generous, through your generosity, we provided his mother, Sarah, with her own clothing shop to support them through these painful years. And Sarah expressed, I wish Joseph was with us now to see that all that was stolen from us was replaced by God. Thank you for coming alongside families like this as they weather storms for their faith. And um, his mother, Sarah, was so desperate she thought she was going to have to go out into the streets and and start begging. So this is wonderful that they've been able to help her. And it's truly amazing how God takes care of his people. And this is just one example when we talk about boots on the ground. International Christian Concern has boots on the ground in this area. And there are many Christian organizations today that have boots on the ground worldwide. And in this particular case, it also shows you how quick one minute her son was with her and the next minute he was three years sentenced. Away for, from her. Yeah, away from her for a drug conviction. It was done to him by his own dad. Uncle. Uncle, rather. Yeah. And family. His own family. And you see, we're not the only ones. You know, there are multitudes of Christians that stand to lock organizations just like International Christian Concern so that we can help the helpless, give hope when there is no hope, and bring desperation into a point where it is a blessing because someone gave so that they could receive something. Life-giving. And so we recommend, if you haven't done so, to find an organization 
whether it's international Christian concern or something else, that has boots on the ground, that has viable fruits, and something that when you're given to them, and it gets to those like Sarah, it's like given to Christ himself. In so much as you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me, Jesus said. And although we have lots of trouble in America today and around the world, we cannot allow the devil and the woke and the wicked to stop us from finding a way to help the brethren around the world that need our help. That's right. Amen. And so this is one thing we ask of you. We don't spend a lot of time on our own needs. God has taken care of those. And so we look and we see and we understand that in America today, my friends, we can be a blessing to someone that's going through a real rough time around the world. Now, this doesn't mean you, you can't give to missions at home because I know what it's like to be in a small church in a home missions in, in an area. And I've had friends that were pastors in there. It's tough. So remember Yosef and remember his, his mother Sarah and remember the uncle because may this uncle come to know the Lord. Come to the Lord. Yes, amen. Now we are also up front now. We have abundant pardon. Now what this is, this refers to Isaiah's prophetic book, part 174. Now we have a lot of parts. This is Pretty much, I think we're at 175 this week. But that's 175 episodes, soon to be, of our Isaiah series. And we've been going through this. It's a very long-running series. And I encourage you to check out and check out the series Abundant Pardon for this one, Isaiah's Prophetic Book 174. Now remember, this is Isaiah in the Old Testament. But in this one, because we find the prophecies, through Jesus Christ there is an abundant pardon for anyone who comes to the Lord and seeks his face and asks for a pardon. Gospel Good News Today relates that in this section of Isaiah, God's mercy has always been there, and the pardons of Jesus Christ and his atoning death on the cross has made a way for all humanity to find peace and restoration, love and redemption. Abundant pardon has found its way into Isaiah this week. The target is the call for the wicked to forsake his wickedness, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Here is the emphasis to return to the Lord, and the Lord will pardon him. Mercy here is in the Lord. In the Lord is non-judgmental, with the goal of healing the backslider and the wicked. Healing, health, restoration, and blessing is the goal of the Lord here. But this call being prophetic is also looking to those to whom the redemption and forgiveness is foreign. Fast forward and find today's gospel open to all people. The promises and the prophets and the confirmation found in the apostolic doctrine which the Lord taught the apostles is clearly seen here. But also if we consider the section of Isaiah here about the deliverance of Judah from captivity is also about this same mercy and restoration. So don't forget while you're looking for an informative, basic study. You can delve into Isaiah's prophetic book by going to warn-usa.com 
and there are links to get the entire thing but the, high, the, the whole series is 174 hours as of this moment. And so, check it out. You'll be glad you did, because this gives you a glimpse into the Old Testament prophets that you may not have seen before. And so now we're up front. We got... Uh, Christ for all nations. You know, Christ for all nations, Tower, I have not I have not heard from them in a long time. I was time. just gonna say I haven't heard of them for years. And when I seen this I had to just bring this up because folks, Christ for the Nations is you know, is not a new organization, although you know Taking Christ to the Nations is a goal. That's the name of a ministry. CFAN.org, Christ for the Nations. Christ for all nations, rather. Yeah. And they had just completed a landmark campaign, making history in mass evangelism. Now, led by Daniel Colinda, they conducted 11 mass evangelistic campaigns in 11 different cities and districts across the nation of Zambia. Oh, that's amazing. Now, when you get this in a foreign country, this is amazing. Yes, it is. Now, the other thing about Christ for the Nations, and you may not know this, it was founded by world-renowned evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. Now, I, I know Reinhard Bonnke, and I have listened to him before. I know very well what, he's, what God had used him for. And so that's where this particular ministry founded out of, is Bonnke's uh, ministry. And so crowds in some of the cities were so large and dense they had to remove barriers for safety reasons because there were so many people. <laughs> that's amazing. Now I got news for you. That's what America needs. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. They <laughs> you know, sure we, do. We, we need a mass. Oh, God, send us mass revivals in this country. We need to stop the devil. We need to cast the devil out of people. We need to have healing and deliverances. We need to deliver our children. We Amen. need to deliver our teenagers. Amen. We need to deliver the moms and dads. We need to know that Christ is on the cross and the offer for mercy and redemption is right now. In the middle of all the stuff that we hear every day, in the middle of the nasties and in the middle of the blessings and the middle of everything that goes on every day, know this, God is on the throne, Christ is on the throne. He's no longer on the cross. the Spirit of God, yeah. Amen. I'd love to see that. Oh, yeah, so would I. They so, had, uh, the campaigns lasted five nights in each city for a total of 55 nights of massive evangelistic meetings in just a two-week period. <laughs> they um, 55 nights in just a two-week period. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> five nights in each city. Yeah. So they had several meetings going on in several days. I mean... At the same time. Well, remember, this is in in Africa, too. Yeah, and they... The so it may have been hot, so they could have had it throughout the night. Yeah. The ministry recorded over 2.6 million in attendance and 1,040,720 documented conversions. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That is so great. It is. Thank you, Lord. Now, you know, it wasn't too long that I was listening to Bonky and, and... I remember I, him. Well, I had mentioned it to you that, you know, 
about him and uh, that's when he was going through some tough times they were talking about and it had to do with him and his uh, his ability to keep going and uh, he passed away in 2019 so four years later it's still gaining momentum good yeah. that's great despite and, the pandemic and many other challenges yeah oh yeah there's just so much it that covid pandemic it changed the dynamics of a lot of things yeah it has well part of the vision that colinda who is promoting a decade of double harvest the ministry aims to see 150 million people come to Christ by 2030. Well, that would be wonderful, amazing. I'm going to believe with him. Now, see, it says that his meetings have been filled with testimonies of remarkable healings demonstrating the power of God. Now, if you have ever read about Richard Bonke and know what he did. Reinhardt you know, Bonke. Yeah, Reinhardt Bonke. Um, he has had miracles in his ministry. He 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 had them. people raising from the dead. I mean, so you know that that's so exciting. I love this stuff. You know because people, there's hope out there, and yes, amen. And we need to get this in America and we do have some of this going but that's Christ for all nations so you can go to CFAN and I think that's where the thing is CFAN.org now this came to us from Christian Newswire and uh, and, and the reason they do that is because Christ for the nations posts it on Christian Newswire uh, or they use it, they have an account. Uh, but at any rate, a lot of these organizations use uh, not just Christian Newswire, but others as well. And these, these what, what they said, Christian Newswire, you, you get the news out. So praise God for that. Thank yes, you, Jesus. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. That's what we need, folks. You know, that's what we need in America. It's, you know, and... I was listening to Phil. What's his last name? Robertson? Um, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Phil Robertson? Um, I think so. The Duck Dynasty? Yeah. I believe that's his last I name. I was listening to him, and he had a thing about an hour long. He was given it before uh, the Her I think it was Heritage. A Heritage. It was a conservative group. And he was saying the problem with America isn't a Democrat and it ain't Republican. You know, it, it's a sin thing. Yeah. And what we've been saying. Yeah, and a lot of people have been saying. Yeah, I've been telling people. We all work for one thing, folks. We're not working for money. We're working for the Lord. We want We're working to see this. We want America saved, okay, folks? Yes. We want America safe. We want America like it was in the beginning when we had Patriot, you know, Monroe and, and all the others who believed in a greater God than the God of this world. And, uh, you know, our system of government was made for a moral people and we are an immoral people today. So pray for America, keep your hope alive because this is what we need right here. And Yes, it is. And Tower and I have covered many stories while at the same time looking at America and seeing what's happening here. All you need is the Lord, America. America, wake up. The American people wake up. It is so gut-wrenching. It is. I hate it. We 
need in this country to get the word out. So, at any rate, CFAN.org Christ for All Nations Reinhardt Bonnke's ministry is still going, although he's gone. And uh, Reinhard Bonnke, he had a... When you said the name of Reinhard Bonnke, you know there was a guy that knew how to get the word to the masses. Thank God for ministries like Reinhard Bonnke and for men that led the way. May we remember those who have gone before us and those who have shed the blood for the Lord who have lost their lives. May God help us and grant us mercy in this battle that we face today. Yes. Okay. Now we've got, you ready for yours? Christians targeted for their faith. And this story comes to us from International Christian Concern or at prosecution, persecution.org. We will often hear stories of Christians living in areas of the Middle East who are target, targeted and discriminated against for their faith in Christ. This is the case for Farah, Omar, and Arman. Farah is a 50-year-old woman who, who is married, and her husband is Omar, and together they have two married daughters and two sons. One of the sons, Mina, is 23, 20, 22 years old and works in a blacksmith shop. The other son is 12 and is still in school. And this family lives in a village that is 94% Muslims, leaving them in the minority. Omar struggled to find a job in the village, so he traveled to a larger city where he worked at an iron factory, and because of his honesty and intelligence, he was quickly promoted. He worked for seven years until a new boss came along. The new boss was an Islamic extremist and hated Christians. He used to curse Omar and insult Christianity, but Omar chose not to respond to the harassment. Omar's new boss asked him to convert to Islam to promote him. When Omar refused, Hassan and some of the workers accused Omar of negligent, negligence and began to file complaints. One day they gathered and beat him severely, damaging his spine, and eventually they fired him. Omar was unemployed due to his spine, spinal injury, and his son Mina supports the house even though he earns only 50 pounds a day. The family wants to start a clothing business to generate income to support their daily expenses. An ICC rented a storefront and provided the startup materials for clothes for Farah to sell while, while her husband recovers from his injuries. She can support her family with these profits. And she says, I thank God who helped me in my difficult circumstance. I believe that God has compensated me for all the persecution and injustice that my husband has suffered, and I am confident that through this project I will be able to provide for my family. Many times I felt despair, but when your staff visited me, I felt Christ's visit to me. The staffer listened to my story and reassured me. Thank you for your help, and may the Lord bless you. And that was... Farah, she was very thankful. <clears throat> and Armand, <clears throat> excuse me, another follower of Jesus, was an experienced tailor of more than 10 years in the Middle East. But a group of Muslim extremists burned his shop down after they could not convert him to Islam. And it started when a man walked into Armand's shop to discuss the Bible. This customer, however, was secretly trying to convert Armand to Islam. Islamic leaders soon followed and came to Armand's shop to pressure him to convert, but he refused. The extremists eventually gave up and kicked him out of his shop, forcing him, Armand to sell 
closed for several years in the open market. In early 2022, Armand rented a new shop from a Christian owner, but extremists found him again and burned the shop and all his supplies. After hearing of his hardship, ICC helped Armand resupply his shop so he could return to business. And thank God that there's ministries like International Christian Concern, Persecution.org, you know, you've got Samaritan's Purse and many others that are out there helping our brothers and sisters around the world to be able to support their families. Well, you know, that's true. And and that's a regular thing for those who hate Christians. And that is to take away their means of living, you know. And, and we've heard that a long time. And there's a lot of times they'll kill them and uh, leave just a widow and kids. So, you know, it's just... That is so cruel and wicked. It is, absolutely. And... You know, there is a cost to Christianity. For this next story, we're in Uganda. And we've heard of the Christian schools, the Christian college, that is in Uganda. And uh, we've heard of Christians that try to go over, you know, to such a college and get a degree so they can improve their, you know, their lifestyle. And in this particular one, in April, almost the middle of April, he was killed in northern Uganda because he was sharing Christ with Muslims. A fellow student had related what happened. Jeremiah Mwanga, a second year student at the Uganda Christian School of Professionals in Lira, Northern Region. And this is a regular Christian school. He was killed in his room at the school. He was 24 years old. That's sad. And Mwanga was a native of another district in eastern Uganda. Um, And there was a Muslim student at the school who was charged with killing him. He also lived over there in the eastern Uganda. And he, it was a Christian school. What yeah. was a Muslim going to a Christian school for? Well, you know, I don't know. And Jeremiah complained about messages from one of the students threatening to kill him for misleading Muslims by preaching to them the gospel of Christ as well as converting them to the Christian faith in the school. A friend of the deceased told Morning Star News he requested prayers from the Christian Union Fellowship. A friend whose name is withheld for security reasons said that on April 14th he heard screaming from a room on the school premises about 10 p.m. After 30 minutes, I rushed to the scene of the incident and found out that it was Jeremiah's room, and inside the room was a pool of blood. Moenga had already been rushed to the medical clinic near the school. That would be horrifying. And he reached the clinic, was told by the medical pronounced uh, personnel that he had been referred to a regional hospital where he was pronounced dead on arrival. And he said, I found him lying in a hospital bed dead. And the friend requested he be given Moenga's personal effects, including his mobile home, mobile phone. And uh, he found the threatening message from a Muslim student who happened to come from uh, Capachorwa. I then took the phone to the school administration who reported the matter to the police. 
The suspect identified only as Chingalat was missing from the school. They did end up arresting him and he was brought to face murder charges. Now you see in Uganda their constitution and other laws provide for religious freedom including the right to propagate one's faith and convert one from one faith to the other. Muslims make up no more than 12% of Uganda's population. Yeah, a very small percentage. So he should have been all right there. Yes. But you you face this all over the place. I mean, the people. And this, you know, this is why when, when we're doing this, folks, that... We like to spend one day a week talking to you about them. So you can pray, be aware, financially help, prayerfully help. Because our goal here is to let people know. And especially when you're dealing with Americans who for as long as I've been alive have had a pretty easy life of it compared to others. But make no mistake, when you look at America today, we have lots of violence in this country now. Lots of violence. We've never seen so much. We have a rise of Satanism and every other kind of thing happening. And we're not a Christian country. And we are under judgment. <coughs> so it's important. Pray for the persecuted church. Pray for your brethren. Pray for protection. Pray for food and clothing and shelter for them. Because if you will look upon those who need help, <coughs> Christ will look upon you when you need help. So pray for the brethren in Christ and do what you can financially to support them. Now there again, when you're supporting these organizations, you go to their websites and you give to them with however you want to give. Many of them have a choice how you can give. So you you go there, wherever you're going to go and wherever you're going to give. If you don't know who to give to and you need some help, you can stop by our websites and send us a, an email from our contact page. And, and we will give you a few ideas. And then you can go to those websites and contact them you know donate to them and and they will keep you updated they all keep people updated so that's uganda christianity's cost now we're also talking about starving christians feeding the poor Now, you know, when we talk about these things, they may not be pleasant. But for the people that are going through this, who are Christians, it is very needful for you to listen. Starving Christians feeding the poor. One of our goals at the WIPR Warren Radio is to advocate for the believers overseas as well as for those like Barnabas Aid who is working to help them. So we lift up the Christians in one hand and the ministries in the other so that we can get... Because, see, finding people with needs doesn't do any good if we don't have organizations. Like this story features BarnabasAid.com. And Barnabas Aid is a good good ministry and they help the poor they put the boots on the ground 
So when you donate the money, they can use that money to buy food or whatever these people need to help them. And so here's a guy sitting with, you know, they normally have a very simple home structure. You know, there's a lot of them that use cinder blocks, a simple door, not much of a door and window, a simple fire. And you have a guy sitting there and he says, this gift of rice allows me to feed my family. And so the question is, can you help feed poor and hungry Christians in Southeast Asia? Without this rice, we do not know how we will live, said Jai, J-A-I. He's a vibrant young believer from rural Southeast Asia. And Christians in remote areas like this often face persecution from the local non-Christian community. He works hard at a local food, uh, village food stall. And uh, often you have to go hungry just so the others in your family can eat something. Yeah, that's tough. And so, in this one here, we have Jai Wright and her mother pictured. You know, and, and look at the West. You know, they, they just have a little, <laughs> one little portion of rice. I'm sure they give them a bigger one than that, but... You know, many Christians struggle to feed themselves or their families. And in her country alone, the food inflation is 40%. And that's because of limited supplies, as you might imagine. It's hard to get food up there. Yeah. And so what happens in the end, China and other countries buy up all the best quality rice supplies from farmers. So there's nothing left for them. Now, Barnabas has a food.gives program. And the project partners in the region purchased uh, a rice mill. So then they're able, they buy rice from poor Christian farmers for a reasonable price and mill it. Then they sell it very cheaply to needy Christians or give it free to the poorest Christians of all especially widows and orphans. Now, Jai now received 44 pounds of rice through her local church each month. And a total of 91 churches, mainly in rural areas, have so far been helped through the initiative, feeding Thank thousands God. of hungry Christians. And the rice husks and bran left after milling then go to Christian farmers to feed pigs and chickens. The pig manure is then used to fertilize their vegetable crops. And the chicken manure is used in mushroom farms and fish farms. And so all these projects help Christians earn income. Now do you notice everything's being used there? So, everything. They don't yeah. let anything go to waste. Now here's another woman, Halia. She earns 93 cents a week weaving baskets, which is not enough to survive. But Barnabas Aid helps her, and she thanks God for this rice every month to help me live. I can't sell enough to buy rice. Thank God for this rice every month. Now, you see the picture? That's what it is overseas. And if you have a full belly tonight, remember these people. And go on over to Barnabas Aid and find a story and, you know, find somebody, whatever touches your heart, 
and give a little money every time you can to help them feed these people. And a lot of times, like if you're given to Samaritan's Purse, they're given to people that aren't even Christians. They do everything in the name of Christ. So sometimes, you know, non-Christians are getting help. That's okay. Hopefully they will convert. Yeah. But if they don't, it's on their own head that's sad. Well, at any rate, some good stories, personal stories of real people. BarnabasAid.org. Check them out. It's encouraging to see that they're helping these people. It is. I, I get blessed when I read that. Me too. I love it. I hate to see anybody suffering. Well, I like good stories. I like I like goodness. When I see goodness going on, that blesses me. Yes, you know it does. I don't like badness. I don't like evil. And when I see evil, I want to see a result. I want to see. I want things to make it right to where it's blessing and it's goodness. That's right. Are you ready for yours? Yes. This is Christian faith. And it comes to us from CBN News. And I, I'm, I like this story. I'm, I'm thankful for this. Guardians of the Galaxy star Chris Pratt's Christian faith has often been a topic of media con- conversation. And while the actor has openly discussed God, he hasn't always been as candid about the critics and the heat he often takes as a result of his biblical proclamations and beliefs. But at a recent Cinema Society screening for the Guardians of the Galaxies Volume 3, Pratt reportedly did speak about the issue, telling Page Six the criticism he faces over his faith aren't new. That's nothing new, that's nothing new, you know, Pratt said. If I was of this world, they would love me, just like that. But as it is, I've chosen out of this world. That's John chapter 15, 18 through 20. And he continued, that's the way it is. Nothing new. 2,000 years ago, they hated Jesus too. And Pratt told page six, he deals with critics by having a thick skin and pushing forward. Oh, you just, just how you deal with anything, he said, like a rhino. Stick your head down. You keep driving forward. You have thick skin. Pratt's latest comments about faith come about a month after he offered further insight of his faith journey during an appearance on actor and TV personality Drew Barrymore's daytime talk show. As CBN's Faithwire previously reported, the Jurassic World star told Barrymore about how he met his wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger, and also shared scripture during the appearance. My own journey, finding a higher power and leaning on that and being like, please save me, and then feeling saved, and then shortly later, finding the woman of your dreams, he said. That's a good story. I'm glad that he's bold and he's not afraid to talk about his faith or put up with the... No, I I like the tone of the article because he's confident and he's not afraid to tell them the scriptures. He stands up, you know, and he's a regular big star. You know, they like, you know, coming against people. Yeah, that's good. They need they need more of them to stand up. Yeah. So the next one, we're talking about the Congo. You know, over all these years, the time that I've actually reported on fighting in the Congo or somewhere in Africa or using 
children as child soldiers. Remember when we were reporting on that all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. That is wicked to take the childhood away from a take you know to take their childhood away. Now you see the problem you have. Now this comes via international Christian concern. A truck driver identified a Wangevi Gislane was shot to death Sunday morning along a road in the Kalindumbu area and his truck was set ablaze. And so he and his assistant, as they were driving and going to where they needed to go, were ambushed. <coughs> and uh, they had uh, were making early morning trips to deliver goods. And uh, now Wangavi himself uh, was killed. His assistant escaped with injuries. Now the villagers to whom they were going to be given this stuff to uh, said that the rebels affiliated with the Islamic State jihadist group were to be blamed because they continue to attack innocent Christians who work hard to make ends meet. And so they began to ask, one resident asked, what benefit does it bring them, the ADF, when they kill us? We are all working hard to provide for our needs and the needs of all the Congolese people. But these attacks have been a setback to the development of the region. Despite the ongoing Congolese and Uganda Army's joint operation to clear the ADF rebels from the territory. And uh, two days before that, there was another ambush, leaving three people dead, and the vehicles burned and a boat destroyed. In another separate attack, seven people were injured by these ADF rebels. And they looted their livestock, and many Christians were forced to flee from their farms. Because there again, in all this stuff, the one common bond, the rebels have a lot of good weapons and vehicles. Mm -hmm. The Christians have nothing. Mm -hmm. On top of that, most of them don't have weapons. And many Christians that you're going to find are not going to shoot back to kill. They don't live like that. And so pray for the Congolese people who continue to bear the brunt of terror. Every day, it says, almost every day, as many cases go unreported. Yeah. Now, the international Christian concern has been in existence since 1995 and they push uh, global awareness through advocacy awareness and assistance and they say that ICC exists to bandage the wounds of persecuted Christians and to build the church in the toughest parts of the world and ICC is another one that we recommend Father, help these people. Amen. Make a way for them. Just hard to believe. You know, when you look at this stuff, there is violence everybody. There's no compassion. They will kill a baby as quick as they'll kill a husband, as quick as they'll kill a wife. They don't care. No, they they're, don't. I, I think their consciences are seared. Yep. That's what it looks like to me. It's absolutely hard to believe. Now we're in Sudan. The Christian refugees. And I bring this as uh, a target. A kind of a, uh, a light to shine on it. Now, for this particular aid to the Sudanese Christians, you have to go to BarnabasAid.org. And BarnabasAid does a good job of getting all funds to where it needs to go. 
And once again, I want to remind you the WIBR Warren Radio Advocacy mainly focuses on the persecution of Christians. We bring this aid appeal to the forefront because we see the importance of working with Christian aid groups with boots on the ground. We receive no monetary remuneration from these groups, and we wouldn't want any anyway. No. But bring this to light to help in the greater good for all concerned to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's our statement, the WIBR Warren Radio. And in Sudan, many, many years ago, the Lord spoke to me about Sudan directly. And (laughs) it's still the same way. I have never seen a people like this that are always, they have little moments of peace, but not much. They need food, water, and shelter, said a church leader in South Sudan. And apparently they have a lot of refugees pouring in from uh, Sudan. So you have, remember, Sudan uh, eventually, you know, they were fighting with the Muslims and I think it was the north. And the Christians were in the south, I believe. But at any rate, then they came to an agreement, and then the Christian uh, part of Sudan became a nation, if I can remember all this stuff. And uh, they had troubles too. So we're back to violence. We're back to people going into Sudan because there's violence all over. You know, if you have violence in the part... See, you have Sudan, and they're probably referring to northern Sudan, and then there's south Sudan. And, you know, you, you just... You look at this. I mean, more than a million have fled the violence, 200,000 of them crossing into neighborhood countries. And they're crossing into poor countries, Tara. Tower. I know. So remember Sudan and go over to BarnabasA.org and see if you can't help out the Sudanese Christians. Look for it on BarnabasA.org. May God have mercy on them, grant them, and deliver them from this starvation, Father. Help them. There, There is so many needs out there. There is. I just pray that God will provide the money to help all of them. Yep. Well, I'll tell you. Not one person can do that. That's right. To give enough to do that. Well, we're going to have to close out the show. (coughs) Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you here with us. We love you. We pray for you. And we hope the best for you. In Christ Jesus. And please remember to pray for your brethren around the world. And even here in the United States, there's a lot of people that need help. And pray for us as we pray for you. And we sure do love you and appreciate you. Thank you for all you do for the Lord. And good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to (coughs) warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen to the shows. Read the articles. And you know, while we're talking about people flowing all over the borders, we have a lot flowing into America. But a lot of them are criminals. People who want to bring this country down. But if we have open borders for all these who are here because of Biden's policy, we should be allowing Christians in here too. That's right. We should be allowing those and helping those. But unfortunately, America's situation is politicized. So you better be careful about America. This country needs to repent in Jesus' name. Folks, take care. Remember these things we've brought to you in Jesus' name.
Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.